Blog Talk Radio. Listeners, welcome to Access Talk with Trish, a 30-minute weekly online radio segment dedicated to examining the good, the bad, and the reality of accessibility in our communities. And I'm your host for the show, Trish Robichaud, disability inclusion coach, author, facilitator, motivational speaker, a woman with a disability, but definitely not a disabled woman. The Access Talk with Trish radio show can be heard live on Wednesdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern at accesstalkwithtrish.com, or you can listen to past show recordings on demand at any time at the same address or on iTunes, if that's how you roll. This show is brought to you by Changing Paces, an accessibility consulting firm that simplifies disability legislation for organizations that don't think they have the time or money for compliance. Visit changingpaces.com and nurture a culture of inclusion where everyone matters. And on that note, I'd like to introduce you to my guest for this week. My guest is Douglas Tardif. Douglas has enjoyed a long, successful career as a businessman, performer, fundraiser, as an online provider of self-employment expertise in the nonprofit sector as well. His company has provided project management and information technologies, consulting expertise in several sectors, including Canada's leading trust companies and the, and the Southam newspaper group. Back in 1991, Doug accepted a two-year consulting assignment with the government of the Cayman Islands. Oh, exciting. His work with immigration, tourism, customs, health services, and Cayman Airways was rewarded with a contract with contract renewals for the next 10 years. Awesome. Concurrent with these activities, he also worked undercover investigating money laundering, fraud, and government corruption. Cool. In late 1998, Doug was invited to join Imagine, the United Nations, as the international Y2K consultant. In his, that's so cool. In his capacity, he provided seminars on contingency planning and infrastructure evaluation in Europe, Asia, and the Caribbean. Doug has appeared on a number of films, television commercials, and stage productions. He's worked as a volunteer with the Heart and Stroke Foundation, Mother Teresa Orphanages, and Scout Canada. He's the founder of the world's worst, let's get that right, the world's worst oil paintings auction and exhibit exhibition inc an outrageous fundraising initiative that has so far generated close to a million dollars for the canadian paraplegic association wow bravo in recent years doug has been bringing his employment and self-employment expertise to nonprofit sector to the nonprofit sector as a team leader with make a change canada so as a business coach working on business abilities uh, you've got to be the most entrepreneurial person I have ever met, Doug. Welcome to the show, and thanks for joining me. Thank you. It's a one, I, I really enjoy uh, attending these things, and it's a real pleasure to be here today. Thanks. Appreciate that. So, Doug, tell me, tell me about your entrepreneurial spirit and how you ended up coaching people with disabilities. 
Well, it's a little bit of an interesting story. I'll give you the short version. Essentially, uh, back when uh, in uh, the year 2000, just after the Y2K escapades, uh, I found myself um, requiring some uh, bypass surgery. And uh, so I um, proceeded to uh, take care of it immediately in the United States because I was working offshore, as you recall. And uh, I had the, uh, the problem dealt with uh, very, very rapidly. But the thing that's interesting with uh, bypass surgery is that the after effects uh, uh, are, are a little interesting. I was warned that I was going to go through a period of depression. And I thought that's the most outrageous thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm a very upbeat guy, very entrepreneurial, as you know. And, and they were absolutely right. It reached the point about three months later where I didn't even really want to shave. And so I reevaluated whether I wanted to continue in the fast-paced world or whether or not I wanted to do something else. And I tried uh, unsuccessfully, I might add, to get a job. And this was something that I had never done before. I've always been self-employed. So I completed the resume, uh, got it ready, sent it out to hundreds of companies, and uh, didn't receive a single response from anyone. It was wow. the most demoralizing exercise that I ever ever want to go through and um, so this went on for a period of about yeah for about a year and uh, I spoke with my sister and she was working with uh, uh, a nonprofit in Toronto and they needed uh, someone to do some business coaching with a group of young people 19 to 29 I believe it was and uh, would I like to try that and I thought well I've been self-employed all my life if it's something that I might enjoy I'll, I'll take a stab at it um, mm -hmm. The pay was awful, as you can imagine. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I just thought it was the most wonderful experience meeting these young people who uh, wanted to get into business, and uh, everything for them was achievable. They had no idea of what they were going to go through. They, they thought they could conquer the world. And it was uh, just a, a wonderful experience for me. So I did that for a number of years. And eventually I wound up uh, doing some uh, work with Make a Change Canada in an online environment. So I transitioned from a life in technology to a life in the nonprofit sector. Awesome. What a powerful story. I'm thrilled for you that things went so well in the transition. Transitions can be so difficult. That's true. You're, you're absolutely right. And many people have uh, grave difficulties in going through the transitions because uh, they get really involved in their own uh, personal stories and, and the things that are holding them back. And, they, and sometimes, um, you know, if they, if they can sit and review their situation with someone and get a different perspective, um, they might be able to change that attitude that they've got. Uh, I've always looked at what I do uh, working in the nonprofit sector and helping people become uh, entrepreneurs and, and doing outstanding things. I, I like to call it ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And, and oh. it's, it's astounding to me, the, the businesses that have been started and the people have overcome many, many difficulties, some greater than anything I would have gone through, and yet they've got the spirit of, uh, of the entrepreneur and they want to make it happen. And it does happen for them. I'm going to, uh, in a bit, I'm going to ask you to share a bit about the, your powerful stories of some pr particular uh, students you've had. But I'd like to first talk about the Business Abilities Program. 
Um, I want, I know my listeners can want to hear about it. This is the, this is the, uh, the icing on the cake um, that I wanted to cover in your interview today. It sounds like a wonderful opportunity for people with living with disability who are thinking about, oh, thinking about starting or trying to grow a business. Absolutely. Tell me about it. Make a Change Canada. Make a Change Canada is an accredited, uh, federally incorporated, uh, nonprofit organization with a charitable status, and our mission is to provide persons with disabilities and and those facing challenges to employment with the skills they need in order to make it in today's competitive job market. Uh, what we do is we offer two programs essentially. One's called the Business Abilities Program which helps individuals create a business plan. We help them uh, do that uh, in an online environment. And the other one, the other program that we offer as well is called Web Essentials and Web Advanced. And those programs are for individuals who might want to be employed but want to uh, bring their technical skills up to a greater level so that they can be really employed. That one's open to everyone. But the Business Abilities Program is the one that I love. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's terrific. When we started this about 11 years ago, um, it was state of the art because nobody was offering a, a self-employment program in an online environment, and right. uh, we do it completely online. Uh, so the individuals taking the program uh, can do it at their own pace. We have uh, continuous intake. They can join and view the business uh, uh, business abilities program anytime. We assign them a business coach uh, to work with them uh, and uh, help them through the entire process. And we take them through uh, worksheets that eventually uh, reach the point where the sum total of all the worksheets are essentially all the things that you're going to need in your business plan. And they can create the business plan. Now, what I really love about the program is that many of the self-employment programs out there will stop at creating the business plan. We don't. We take them to what we call phase two, which is when the individual is actually getting the company rolling, and we will have the business coach stay with the client, and they will use that business coach as a resource as much as they need during the process of starting up the company. Wow, that's phenomenal. We put them in... And we put them in a category. I don't like the name, but it's called aftercare. It has connotations I don't really like, but we'll change it at some point in time. And in the aftercare, it's essentially a, a, a relationship with the business coach and with Make a Change where you're running the business and you think, my goodness, I could really use some advice, some mentoring perhaps. Maybe I can give Coach Doug a call or I can call uh, one of the other coaches and, and get some advice. And we maintain that relationship. Uh, it's been very good. Over the years, we've had a, 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 an awful lot of clients uh, stay with us and, and call us from time to time to let us know how they're doing. Wonderful, wonderful. And this program is funded federally, correct? It's federally funded. It doesn't cost a, a red cent. And uh, as I said, it's uh, self-paced. It op- will take you in for... Because it's funded federally, that means people from across Canada can register? It's uh, open to individuals across Canada, uh, and they can register. You're absolutely right. And we offer the course in both official languages as well. So uh, I, I'm uh, bilingual, and so I will handle uh, all of the uh, 
uh, clients who require coaching in in French, as an example, and uh, we can do that quite easily. In fact, all of our material is in both official languages. And do you have, it can't be just you guys handling, you out of your New Brunswick office handling clients across the country. No, I have uh, two other business coaches working with me. Uh, both of them are uh, seasoned business coaches. Uh, one you may know, I believe you, you know her, Louise Doyle. I do. Louise is awesome. Uh, yes. Yeah, and she, Louise is fantastic. And uh, she's my sister, in fact. And uh, so awesome. uh, we've been uh, doing uh, a lot of uh, work in the eastern provinces. And uh, I have uh, another business coach, uh, Chantel, and uh, she has her own company as well and uh, does business coaching and mostly uh, on the West Coast. But we mix it up. What we try to do is to uh, pair coaches who have some affinity for the business that the individual wants to start so that we develop, you know, we want to see some bonding taking place. So if it's someone in the arts community, for example, I know that Louise has had a, an awful lot of experience in that area and she's an artist in her own right as well. And so we, we would pair them up on that basis. So it, it's, it's a very good marriage, actually. It works well. So we have three business coaches at, the, at, at this time. I'm the team leader for the group. And uh, if uh, we keep building, uh, we will add more business coaches as required. Fabulous. Tell me about the weekly events that you facilitate for clients. We have uh, what we call online webinars. And uh, the webinars uh, are in two formats. Uh, they're online broadcasts that we have. And we take uh, uh, the soft skills and the hard skills that are required uh, to be an entrepreneur, and we speak to those. And uh, we also have workshops where individuals can attend and let's want to uh, discuss the uh, formation of a company and, and how should we structure this. Should it be a sole proprietorship or a limited company or a partnership? And what I do is take them through the worksheets uh, which enable them to decide which way the company should be uh, structured. And they can ask questions online. They can meet with the other participants. And uh, we make it an open forum and as friendly as we possibly can. We offer this uh, on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. It's across the country. If, unfortunately, uh, the individual can't make uh, any one of the broadcasts, they can get a recording very similar to uh, how you uh, do yours as well. Fabulous. Really fabulous. We're going to take a quick break, go out for a commercial, and we come back. Um, we're going to talk more about how we're going to talk about how you've made this program fully accessible to people with disabilities. We'll be right back. Okay. Devon has been with his company for over five years, since before his legs started giving him trouble. He loves his job, he's great at it, and he plans to stay with the company till retirement if possible. Problem is, it's getting difficult for him to walk from his desk to the washroom. His supervisor, Aisha, lets Devon know that she's noticed he's having some trouble. She suggests they move his desk closer to the entrance and the washroom. Devon is relieved and agrees. 
This is an example of a basic accommodation that helps make a workplace inclusive. Did you know that 50% of accommodations don't cost a dime and 80% cost $500 or less? The inclusion of people with disabilities in the workforce is the best answer to our current labor shortages. And making businesses accessible to customers with disabilities sees you tapping into their $32 billion spending power. Sound good? Then let a changing paces, warm, and friendly expert take you by the hand and walk you through the steps to making your business accessible to everyone. Visit us at changingpaces.com today. And we're back. So, Doug, let's talk a little bit about accessibility of your program. Being that the program is developed for people with disabilities, I'm assuming that you've taken accessibility um, into mind every step of the way. Yes, we have. Um, first of all, we uh, it's open to individuals with uh, self-disclosed uh, disability and chronic health issues and and those with invisible uh, barriers as well and and mental health is is the great uh, invisible barrier to employment as well as far as and accessibility is concerned we excuse me so self-disclosed meaning they don't have to provide medical proof of disability is that correct not at all fabulous that's correct you're absolutely right yep uh, and uh, that seems to work out uh, very, very well for us. And it does uh, put the, the clients at ease uh, in that, you know, it's not uh, another barrier that's been put in, in front of them in order to, mm -hmm. you know, you've got to make this happen. You've got to have the paperwork ready, et cetera. The other thing that we do is uh, we uh, will look at the, the needs of the client and uh, the learning styles that um, they have. You can imagine that, you know, when we started this, we had a course we had the course material, we had everything done in a linear fashion. You know, you start at module one and you work your way through to module seven, and then eventually you create a business plan. But what we found increasingly as we were getting into the, into the program, that people had different learning styles, uh, and that we had to modify uh, how we presented the material as well in different ways. For example, for the hearing impaired, uh, we had to have signer, uh, people who would sign and uh, have them visible on, on camera so that uh, they could uh, pass the information on. We had other okay. individuals uh, in the program who uh, required a uh, written uh, text of everything that had been uh, spoken uh, about uh, in a presentation. So we had to take mm -hmm. that into account as well. And, uh, and most recently, with, um, we've had uh, quite a number of mental health um, clients uh, coming to the program. And what we've found um, is that um, there, some of them are all over the map. They, they will follow their emotional uh, uh, journey uh, I, today, I feel like working on marketing. Uh, well, that's mm -hmm. in module five, but that, you know, but they will start with that, and eventually they'll make their way back to module two, and and they'll go somewhere else in between. And the business coach. I is, can um, so relate to that. I can, I can so relate yeah, to that. That's Doug. good. The mental health piece. Yeah. yeah, I have to work on what I feel like working on. Yes. Powerful. It's, and and it's funny. Yeah, it's it's very powerful, and uh, we find people that become extremely focused in in one particular area and won't leave that that thing, or they will uh, have an idea that will take them down a different path, and suddenly, instead of looking at one business, they're looking at four businesses. Uh, 
And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's the business coach working very, very closely and trying to bring some focus and, and uh, uh, making it happen. We're very compassionate. We're very understanding of the uh, of the difficulties that our clients face, and uh, we want them to succeed. That's the thing. So we make the environment uh, as friendly as we possibly can and professional, but we want them to succeed, and we try to find the ways in which to make that happen. Awesome. Thinking outside the box on every turn. What about <laughs> self-employment in general? Does it does self-employment in general seem like an um, like in, it's an accessible option for people with disabilities? Yes, it is. Uh, and and I will say uh, one thing: it should never be a, a decision that an individual makes out of desperation. In other words, you can't get a job, you can't do this, I can't do that. Ah, maybe I'll try self-employment. And you know, if you, if you go in with the wrong attitude, it's it's never going to work out. You have to mm-hmm. go in with uh, an awful lot of energy, and you've got to uh, go in with an awful lot of passion for what you want to do. Uh, and but it is a it's a wonderful um, path for for people to take. Um, what people do sometimes is they. They forget about their real life and what they love to do in their real life. And mm. in, once I have a conversation with the, the potential client, I'll ask them what, you know, what their hobbies are, etc. Because many times you can turn your hobby into a part-time career or a part-time uh, self-employment project as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like double the fun, right? When you get to do something for a living that you love doing. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, when you were speaking uh, about uh, what I've been doing all my life, uh, I, I always, uh, when people ask me, you know, how did you manage to pack it all in? Uh, the the thing that for me is that I'm probably uh, very fortunate because I've never considered that I've ever worked in my life for a living. Uh, every day was a joy for me to wake up in the morning. I was very passionate about everything that I wanted to do. And my goodness, there were people out there who were actually willing to give me money in order, uh, you know, to, to receive the services right that I was on. offering. Yeah. So I enjoyed it enormously. I, I, I and I lo- I tried to bring that passion and joy uh, to my clients and, and to make them realize that if they enjoy what they are doing, they are going to completely transform their life. It'll affect every aspect of their life. I completely agree. You must have one or two heartwarming success stories you could share with us. Yes, I do. Uh, I have uh, one fellow right now in uh, New Brunswick, I, and I haven't met him yet. I've only, I've only, I'm only, uh, <clears throat> I've been working with him for the last uh, eight years, and uh, I will be meeting with him sometime this year because I'm now in New Brunswick. But he is, <clears throat> pardon me, he uh, harvests and cultivates mushrooms and he is an absolute wonderful uh joy of a man he's an older man uh and uh, has some uh, difficulties with his knees and he what he had didn't he had great mobility issues and uh he wanted to um set up a company where he would harvest uh, mushrooms and fiddleheads uh and sell it to uh, the wholesale market and also to restaurants etc <coughs> And when he came to us about eight years ago, 
uh, I, I didn't really honestly think that this was going to be a, a very viable business, but, you know, we, sure, let's go with it and let's see what it's all about. Turns right. out I was absolutely wrong. And Gotta love he, that once uh, in a while, has, eh? Oh, I love that. I really, really love it. One of his first ideas was he to uh, create a, a book uh, and uh, which would give uh, <clears throat> people wanting to get into uh, wild mushrooms uh, some information on, on what they should uh, be looking for. So he wrote a book called Foraging for Cooking with Wild Mushrooms. And he um, sent me the, uh, you know, the manuscript and, and, and uh, wanted me to make some comment, etc. And I, and I made some uh, c- comments. And he finally, eventually, uh, over one year and a half, he got the thing published. I wrote a, uh, 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 something for him on the back cover. And um, he uh, published the, the book. It was a, an instant uh, bestseller. It did very, very well. And uh, what he did in order to finance it initially was that he got uh, some fine restaurants from across the country <clears throat> to provide recipes for the mushrooms that he was talking about. And, and so the book is, is replete with wonderful, wonderful recipes for uh, mushrooms and, and how to cook them in, in, in different settings. So he did that. Beautiful. And eventually he was uh, contacted by the CBC. He was uh, featured on many programs. He increased his uh, business tenfold, uh, quite frankly, and uh, started a uh, school um, where he would uh, take people out into the forest and, and show them how to um, gather mushrooms, how to, pre- how to uh, ship them, etc., and, and how to prepare them. Eventually wow. that became uh, a training facility for the province, and he's been doing an awful lot of work in that. And he recently has been um, uh, increasing his business so that he's now shipping a considerable number of mushrooms uh, across into the United States. So he's into a six-figure business at this point now. And My goodness. Well, I'm so proud of him. Young, I oh, guess wonderful. so. I'm so happy for him. You're so happy to have been wrong. That's so cool. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm the first I'm the first one to admit it when I'm wrong. That's awesome. Often, but <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's wrap up with um maybe two or three tips for new or wannabe entrepreneurs who are struggling. Entrepreneurs who are struggling. First thing that you want to do is you want to check your um I'm gonna talk about attitude. First of all, uh, I think for someone who is starting out, you have to get yourself into the mode of I'm working today. I'm not going to mope around the house. I'm going to uh, actually sit down at a table and I'm going to turn on the computer or whatever it is that you're going to do. And you're going to get yourself your mind into business mode and you're going mm-hmm. to act professionally, and you're going to set, do everything that you would normally do if you were going to the office. So that's the first thing. You've got to change your attitude, and you've got to be happy about what you're doing, and you've got to set your mindset that I'm doing business. That's the first thing for a struggling entrepreneur to do. So the you actually have to get up and shave, eh? Absolutely. So you, actually- <laughs> you know, I had one client. Yeah, I have one client 
who uh, every single morning his ritual was to get in his car, go to Tim's, pick up a, um, a, a coffee, come back to his house, sit down with a Tim's coffee, and when he entered the home and he got into his, his office, he was in business as far as he was concerned. But he had to take that little oh. drive in his car down to the Timmy's and get it. It's, it's a ritual. Part, it's, yeah, and, part and of the process. It, it, yeah. Whatever the trick is, do it. Yep. The second thing Excellent. is, um, if you are struggling as a, uh, an entrepreneur, start thinking outside the box. Quit thinking traditionally about how your product or your service is going to be marketed. There's a great fallacy out there, and the fallacy is if I put my product or service online, thousands and millions of people will see it, and they will come to my website and, and want to buy from me. That's not true. Uh, there are purveyors out there who will tell you that they have they can put you in the you know in, in a search uh, or from Google or whatever way up at the top and you're going to get an awful lot of business. It's not true. Uh, it, it's you have to know your demographic. You have to know who you're selling to. You have to know how why they want to buy your product or service. You want to know what their habits are and you want to uh, be in their face and uh, have information provided to them so that they will know that you exist. Fabulous. Thank speaking you. of being speaking of being in your in your face, I have to wrap we have to wrap up. So if any of our listeners want to know more about you, Doug, or get in touch with you uh, to talk about the program, how can they do that? They can get a hold of me at uh, DouglasBusinessAbilities.ca. They can go to our website www.businessabilities.ca and uh, they'll get a full uh, look at what the program is all about. There's my video there as well which will uh, tell you in two minutes or less uh, exactly what the program is all about and uh, if you want to get a hold of me personally as I said Douglas at businessabilities.ca I'll be delighted to uh, email and uh, respond or even talk to you. And that video is fabulous, by the way. Thank you so much for joining me today, Doug. Thank you to our listeners so much for joining us for today's episode of Access Talk with Trish, a 30-minute weekly radio segment dedicated to examining the good, the bad, and the reality of accessibility in our communities. Please join us again next week at, on Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. The show is brought to you by Changing Paces an accessibility consulting firm that simplifies disability legislation for organizations that think they don't have the time or money for compliance. Visit changingpaces.com and nurture a culture of inclusion where everyone matters. Till next time, take self-care seriously and God bless.